Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you on uh, this lovely, beautiful first day of autumn, August, no, <laughs> August, <laughs> yay, September 22nd, uh, 2020. Hoping you are enjoying the beautiful day the Lord has blessed us with, and I'm so happy you're here uh, with me on this day, and um, welcome to all of our uh, domestic Church Media Radio listeners on our Domestic Church Media Radio stations, but also all of those who do tune in in other ways using uh, the Amazon Alexa or the Google Home speaker devices. Just say, play Domestic Church Media. We'll stream live there. Uh, our uh, streaming audio from our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. Also, of course, on our free mobile app, I do hope you have downloaded the free mobile app. We've had over, uh, over I think, 1,300 downloads, and I checked the map again today, and I, I, think I can find out where people are listening. I don't know who is listening, but I know through the app how they're listening. And, I mean, all over the world, it's great. It's great. I think it's so exciting that we're able to really heed the Lord's great commission to go out into the whole world and bring the good news. So you can listen that way. You can watch and uh, on both um using the free mobile app on DCM TV. Also on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media. Uh, also on our Facebook page, facebook.com uh, slash domestic church media. And our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, live video streaming there as well. So whatever way you're joining me today, I thank you and I welcome you and I thank God for you. So uh, today, Tuesday, uh, Holy Father on Sunday gave a lovely um, Angelus message. God calls everyone and calls always, you know, and uh, so I want to share some of that with you. But then I thought we'd go, you know, you see all that's going on in our world, especially right now in this country, that is under the, the patronage of Our Lady, under the title of the Immaculate Conception. And you know, the devil hates that. You can't stand that, right? Um, but you really, if you, aside from all the the politics and the secularization of all that's happening in our country, we have to look on the spiritual side and see that there is a battle between good and evil raging right now. And we see the devil very active. And, you know, we, especially we as Catholics, we're very vulnerable in many ways. So because the devil comes at us. He, he doesn't want us to be practicing our faith. He doesn't want us to be living according to the, the teachings of the church, these teachings that Jesus Christ revealed to, to the church, and the church has taught faithfully for over 2,000 years. But the devil will come at us, and come at us often. Temptation, you know, comes through the world, the flesh, and the devil, and usually in that order. 
So we don't want to give him more credit than he's due. But I did find an article today I was reading um, from the Catholic Exchange, and it's based on uh, a book by Father Louis Camelli, The Devil You Don't Know. And uh, Father Camelli um, was talking in the book about four ordinary common means of diabolical temptation. And so I want to I want to share that with you not to scare us because you know just the opposite to fortify us, you know, because we have to know the enemy in order to do battle and defeat him. So we if we are completely naive to his wiles and ways, we can be caught off guard in our own vulnerabilities. So we have to be very much aware of what our responsibilities are in this battle that is raging right now between good and evil and how to fend off the temptations of the devil and how to defeat him in our lives. So we'll do that as much of that as I can get to. It's pretty, I, just, I think we just have to start really becoming more and more aware of the demonic activity in our world, especially right now. I believe, my brothers and sisters, over the next six weeks, you know, six weeks from today is election day in this country. Six weeks. And we know uh, politically what's going on now with the um, Supreme Court, with the death of Justice Ginsburg and the obligation constitutionally by the president to fill that seat. <sighs> so many things, you know, I don't want to get into the politics of it all, but... But we see what's coming down the pike, and it's not going to be pretty, especially because the front runner that they say is is uh, of of the president's choices to fill that seat is a very good practicing Catholic woman, and you know that there's going to be horrible, horrible attacks. So anyway, let's pray first, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll get to some of that. Um, as always, and as we've been doing since the summer, my friends, and will do um, until, well, I'm going to say until we know who the next president is, <laughs> because they say even on November 3rd, we may not know. Um, and we need divine intervention. So we're going to pray. We've been praying this beautiful prayer for the United States of America, a prayer that was prayed at the dedication of the Basilica, the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., back in 1959, invoking the Holy Trinity through the intercession of the Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception. So, again, if you haven't ordered your cards, we're giving them to you for free. We'll give you as many as you want. And even if you have ordered and you want more, order them. Order more. We want to keep getting them out there. We want as many people praying this prayer as possible. So let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate, in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America, 
Grant us peace, have mercy on our president, and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy, born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and to the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And now, my friend, let's pray the prayer that Holy Father um, asked us to pray these prayers every day, a couple of years ago. He asked us to pray these prayers every single day to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And we've added on to that intention to protect the United States of America from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, as always, I thank you uh, for praying together. And if you've uh, not yet uh, requested these prayer cards, or if you have and you want more, we have many more to give out. I ordered 5,000 of them, although I did, was told that we've probably sent out more than half of that already. So, um, But we still have a number of them, so we're happy to send them out to you. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Place your cursor over the prayer option, and a little drop-down menu will appear. You can just select the prayer for the United States of America. We'll just ask you for your name, your address, and how many you want, and we will get them out to you. We even pick up the postage. So... Do that so you can pray and share this prayer with others and uh, get everybody praying. I do believe, my friends, that we are in very, very much need of a divine intervention right now to protect us and protect this country from the wiles of the enemy. He's out there, and um, he, 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 you know, he, he wants to get his get into the mix. He already is in the mix. So we need divine intervention. And we know that just by at the mention of her name, the devil will flee at the mention of Blessed Mother's name, Mary. He, 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 he runs, he flees. So keep these prayers. Keep pounding away. Now, a few things here because it's important. Um, as I said, we're going to um, promote this, this uh, event. Actually, two things that are going on right now. Um, the 54-day uh, Rosary Miracle Novena that is going on began on August 15th, but going to keep praying it. If you didn't start it on the 15th of August, it doesn't mean you can't join in. So 
uh, join in. Go to queenofpeacemedia.com for all the information, queenofpeacemedia.com. There's great information there from Fathers Tony and Jim Blount. Um, they are the Brothers Blount, the Brothers Fathers Blount uh, from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, and they are and have been um, promoting this 54-day miracle novena to stave off violence and impending civil unrest. And you know, we're hearing quite openly from some of these groups uh, who are stating that if if they don't get their way politically, either in the election or with the selection uh, um, and 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 uh, selection of a Supreme Court justice, uh, that they're gonna they're going to bring violence to the land. I mean, this is horrible, horrible. So we have to stave that off with the greatest weapons that are available in prayer, especially with the rosary. So the 54-day rosary miracle novena, queenofpeacemedia.com. Check it out there. And then there's also the 50, um, I'm sorry, the Million Rosary March. The Million Rosary March. uh, And that's the website, millionrosarymarch.com. You can pledge praying rosaries for this intention. millionrosarymarch.com. Make your pledge of rosaries pray. Now, starting next Tuesday, the 29th, I just got word from uh, EWTN, the network, um, that we're going to broadcast here. I'm just pulling it up on my my, uh, my phone because it's, that's how the email came through. Um, there's going to be a special novena to the Immaculate Conception um, that's going to be broadcast on our station through EWTN beginning next uh, Tuesday, September 29th, through the Feast of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary, October 7th. Every night at 9.30, and then I'm going to rebroadcast it in the morning at 9 o'clock. We'll preempt Father Groeschel, the wisdom of Father Groeschel, for the time being, and we'll have really an hour of, of holy prayer there. This is a novena that's being prayed by uh, the good people down at EWTN, 9:30 at night on these stations and, and all of our all of our audio formats and then also I'll repeat it the next day at 9 a.m. so that we can get as many people praying this novena as possible. It begins on the 29th next Tuesday, which happens to be the feast of the, of the uh, archangels and then it will be prayed every day through the feast of the Holy Rosary on October 7th. So we're doing everything we possibly can. You know, we have the, the, the really a kind of a, a holy hour that comes on at 3 o'clock now. We've been doing this for the past number of months. We have the rosary on there at 3.30, uh, the chaplet of mercy at 3 o'clock. We have uh, the rosary at 9.30 in the morning. We have the rosary at 9.30 at night, uh, 5.30 in the morning. So many ways, my brothers and sisters, that you can stay with us and pray with us. Of course, we have the holy mass at 8 o'clock in the morning and at noon. Um, just so many ways, and we have to come together with the strength of our faith in doing battle, and that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now. And as I said, you know, the, they say the front runner in uh, uh, the selection process that the president um, may uh, most likely, they say, because that's going to be announced on Saturday officially, but that the front runner uh, is um, the woman. Um, um, I can't think of her name now in front of me, but 
um, who is Catholic, has seven children, two adopted, one with a special one with special needs, the two adopted children from Haiti, a good, holy, practicing Catholic woman, and you know she's going to get it. I mean, they're going to come after her. So we have to protect her with prayer if she's the nominee or whoever the nominee is. Uh, protect them, her, because the, the president said it would be a woman. And then, of course, leading up over the next six weeks to the election, that the people who are elected into these offices, from the highest office in the land of the president to the others, congressmen, senators, that these will be men and women who will act according to the will of God through uh, basic Judeo-Christian principles, those principles upon which this country was founded, period. We're not a political entity. We're not a news uh, entity. We don't tell you who to vote for. We don't support any particular candidate. But we just want good, holy people running this country. Actually, the people run the country. We run the country. They just represent us, which a lot of people don't understand. But anyway, we're going to keep storming heaven with these prayers and watch the hand of God enter into this and watch what happens. But we have to pray and we have to come together faithfully as, as brothers and sisters in the Lord to do this. A great way is to just make this apostolate a part of your day, a regular part of your day. You know, we can watch the news channels and, and the cable news. That, that just drives us nuts sometimes because we know that God is in charge and that God can do all things. And so we, our responsibility as people of faith, we, because, you know, most other people aren't doing this, but the people of God are. We understand the strength we have and the power of our prayers, especially in the power of the rosary, which Padre Pio, St. Pio, whose feast will celebrate tomorrow, referred to as his weapon against the devil. We all have access to this weapon. And we can certainly use it to do battle with this most horrific, horrible, disgusting, putrid enemy that is the devil himself. So we're all going to be under attack. We're all going to be targets, and that that old boy, he's not going to give up. But we know that as brothers and sisters in the Lord, as disciples of Jesus Christ, as members of the, the body of Christ, we have the power of God Almighty. So we have to pray, my friends, and we're going to talk about some of that second part of the hour when I share with you from uh, that article that I was reading today um, on... Uh, the um, temptations of the devil and how he comes at us, uh, the temptation, the ordinary ways that the devil will attack us. But first, let me share with you um, some of Pope Francis's Angelus message on Sunday. You know, that was the, the uh, gospel of the workers in the vineyard. And in his reflection, the Holy Father highlighted two attitudes of the landowner in Jesus' parable. And the call, uh, the call and the recompense, he, he said. Pope Francis said, Jesus tells of a landowner who goes out and calls people to work in his vineyard. That owner, the Holy Father said, represents God who calls everyone and calls always. This is how God acts even today. And we, in turn, the called are called to imitate this attitude by going out to seek people wherever they may be. You know, that's the mission of our apostolate here. From the very beginning, I've understood that, that the mission of 
when we first began, strictly solely Catholic radio, that was it. Now we understand all these years later, all of the communications tools that are available to us and we must utilize through not just radio now, but through all these other means to seek people wherever they are to bring them into a closer encounter with Jesus Christ. That's our mission. That's always been our mission, and that will always be our mission. We understand that here. We understand that we have been given a great task at Domestic Church Media, that we have all of these means available to us. As I said, you know, with, with everything we use now, used to be limited to just radio and just the footprints of the local radio stations that we broadcast on. But that, we, we go way, way, way beyond. In fact, I remember when we first opened our uh, FM station over in Freehold, uh, 89.3, back in 2011, that we were then reaching the coast of New Jersey. And I used to say we'd go from coast to coast, from the Atlantic to the Delaware, because our, our AM, uh, 1260, is over here on the well, western part of the state, and we, we certainly cover the uh, Delaware River and into, into Pennsylvania. And that was it. But here we are, nine years after that, reaching the far corners of the world. And I, as I said, I, I look on our map. I was checking it out this morning to see how many people have downloaded our app and where. And where they're actually listening, where they're listening to us on our app. And, and it's all over the world. I mean, it's all over the world. The only continent that we're not being listened to right now is Antarctica. I checked it out. And that's why this apostolate is so important. I know I'm, I'm going off the Holy Father a little bit, but as, I, as I'm reading this, and I'm, I'm sharing with you, my dear brothers and sisters who have been with us for so long, to just put that call out, especially now, how much we need this apostolate to proclaim and broadcast truth, to seek people wherever they are and bring them into this truth of Jesus. We can't do this alone. We can't do it on our own. We need you. And as I've shared with you, you know, we didn't have our radiothon in the spring, and that really hurt us. It really hurt us. We're falling short $9,000 a month, money that we would have raised in the radiothon that would carry us over these months. We don't have it. And, you know, I get, the, I get a little bit of the agita when I start hearing those numbers. So I, I won't make a, a hard pitch right now, but I throw it out there to you, my friends. Thanks to all of you who support this work. In fact, I was reading our mail today. Just lovely little people even writing hello with an exclamation point on their checks. And they just, how much they appreciate the work that's being done here. But this is heeding the call. As Holy Father talked about on Sunday, going out, seeking people wherever they are. And Holy Father said, this means being open to horizons that offer hope to those stationed on the ex existential peripheries who have not yet experienced or who have lost the strength and light that comes with meeting Christ. You know, Jesus, think about when he, in his public ministry, he went to the people wherever they were, and he went to whomever he could. We think about entering into the home of the Pharisees. We think about Jesus dining with sinners and tax collectors. We, we think about that episode where they brought to him a woman caught in the act of adultery. We think about all that the Lord came in contact with, 
seeking them out, reaching out to them. And Holy Father said, you know, this this great call of evangelization, of, of, of seeking out others, he said it means being open to horizons that offer hope to those, even those who are on the peripheries, those who haven't experienced Jesus at all, or those who have lost the strength, their, their faith, whatever that may be, to, again, bring them into an encounter with Jesus. And the Holy Father said the church must always be like God, always going out. And when the church is not going out, she gets sick, Pope Francis said. It is better for the church to be going out announcing the gospel despite the dangers than to grow sick by remaining closed in on herself. And this is the call of all of us. You know, this is the call of being sent forth. Every time we leave Holy Mass, we're being sent forth. Just like those first century Christians, just go out to as many people as possible and bring this good news. Holy Father said, God always goes out because he's a father who loves, and the church always needs to do the same thing, always going out. And again, I can only say what a blessing it is for us here at Domestic Church Media to be able to be doing this. I'm sitting here in a beautiful little studio in Ewing Township, Mercer County, New Jersey, and my voice is reaching the far four corners of the world. And for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, everything we broadcast is reaching the entire globe with the gospel of Jesus Christ, proclaiming the joy of that gospel trying to reach as many people as possible. You know, we've been talking about in our catechism studies on Thursday about forming conscience. You know, we have six weeks now before the election. How many Catholics are, are very willing to um, support and vote for politicians who openly promote and support legalized abortion up into the, the ninth month and beyond and feel it's okay for them to go ahead and vote for those people? There will be accountability, and not just the abortion issue, euthanasia, other issues that face us, but the basic issue of life itself. One of the presidential candidates claims to be Catholic, yet supports openly legalized abortion up to the ninth month. So we have a responsibility, my brothers and sisters, to proclaim truth, to live this truth. The Holy Father said God does not look at the time and the results. Instead, he considers the availability and the generosity with which we put ourselves at his service. The way of acting, the Holy Father said, is more than just in the sense that it goes beyond justice and and is manifested in grace. And, you know, we, we, we get reinforced here by listening to the broadcasts on domestic church media. We, we learn uh, about our faith. You know, there, I, I hear that often from people who tell us they've learned more in, you know, listening to Catholic radio for in, in three months than they, they did 30 years of, Catholic, of their life and 12 years of Catholic education. And I pray that, you know, when we, when we do this and we do it 24-7, when I come with you on the air with you on these days and, all of our other local programs that we bring to you, that 
we're just like you. We're no different. We're struggling every day, day in and day out, to live the faith and to, to, to bring that goodness to as many, many people as possible. Um, Holy Father said, those who rely on their own merits find themselves last, while those who humbly entrust themselves to the Father's mercy from being last find themselves first. And he concluded by saying a prayer, Mary most holy, uh, I'm sorry, that Mary most holy might help us to feel every day the joy and wonder of being called by God to work for him in his field, which is the world, and his vineyard, which is the church. And, you know, we've had a very odd, strange, weird year, and it's not over yet. And even our faith has been affected in the fact that we, you know, we couldn't go to, to Mass for a while. The churches were locked. And even now when we go, it's just not the same. There are restrictions with the masks and no singing and no, uh, you know, six feet apart. All these, which I understand it's all necessary, they say. People, though, may become lax in their desire to attend Mass when they really could be going. All these things that have affected, you can see the, the, the work of, of the enemy in all this, especially in right now in our political scene with the civil unrest, the social unrest, uh, the, the, the violence, the anger, the hatred. Horrible. So we, again, my brothers and sisters, have the obligation by virtue of our baptism to be workers in the field, to go out to as many people as possible, seek as many people as possible with goodness and holiness and joy and invite them to enter into a deeper encounter with Jesus Christ to take us through these times. It's times that are unprecedented for most of us, never having gone through times like this before. And pray that as we get closer and closer to that day, six weeks from today to our election day in this country, that there will be a peaceful, peaceful election and that the people who God wants in the positions of, of, of service and power in this country will be the ones that will serve him first and foremost. All right, take a break. When I come back, we're going to go to that article that I told you about on the... Um, ways the devil will tempt us the ordinary ways the devil attacks us so stay where you are my friends more to come on come to me America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. Boy, I gave a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze. I took the baby while she worked. I got up with the baby while he slept. Yeah. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I cooked my husband's favorite breakfast. Well, I've done today what I usually do, and that is obey. What have you done for your marriage today? Don't forget the small stuff. Need ideas? Go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. The Eucharist is the one presence of Jesus that's real. It is the presence of God he promised to leave. I will not leave you orphans. There is no comparison between the other presences of God. The presence of God is in his word. The presence of God is in me and you, or you would dissolve into nothingness. The presence of God is in creation, in the air we breathe. But when that priest says, this is my body, and this is my blood, that is the real presence of God. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. It is Jesus himself, alive. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Bristol to Browns Mills. Shrewsbury to Solbury. Silverdale to Seagirt. Southampton to Seaside Heights. From Lawrenceville to Leonardo. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends, on this beautiful, beautiful September 22nd, 2020, first day of autumn, and a lovely day the Lord has blessed us with, so we thank him for that, and in just a moment, we're going to go to an article from the Catholic Exchange on temptation, the ordinary ways the devil attacks us, the ordinary ways the devil attacks us. I do want to let you know, though, I got a little email here, and I'll share it with you. Uh, Where'd it go? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Monmouth County is again participating in the fall campaign for 40 Days for Life at the Shrewsbury location on Newman Springs Road. Uh, all the information is under the resources on the website, and the website is 40 Days for Life. That's the number 440daysforlife.com slash Shrewsbury. Uh, and you can check out uh, there. So that's uh, wonderful to hear. And, you know, we have a special um, uh, special place in our hearts there, that uh, uh, location, because the right next to that horrible Planned Parenthood Center was our first radio studio in New Jersey. That was on the second floor down. I think I, I told a story recently that our good friend Santino... Uh, <laughs> Santino Arena was uh, running a, a magnificent um, uh, crisis pregnancy center down on that first floor of the building, right next to Planned Parenthood, and graciously offered us the second floor to do our broadcasting from in our first little station over there. And we had a common wall. Our location, we were on the second floor, and uh, uh, Family Matters uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center was on the first floor. And the common wall was with Planned Parenthood. And we would have masses in our side of the building, holy hours. And you could feel, again, the battle. Oh, man. So anyway, God bless all the good people uh, who uh, faithfully go out to uh, that particular location. And this year, the 40 Days for Life. So it's 40 Days for Life, 40 Days for Life. Um, was it .com or .org? I put it away here. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Where did it go? Uh, nope, that's not, <laughs> there it is, 40daysforlife.com slash Shrewsbury. Okay, so um, let's go to this article. This is uh, from the Catholic Exchange, and it said the uh, or temptation is the, is the devil's ordinary mode of action. Satan is the tempter, and just as he incited the fall, he still directly influences us to reject grace and commit sin. Temptation is common to all. But one thing you have to remember, too, is temptation is not a sin. It's what we do in response to the temptation. But being tempted is not a sin. And, you know, the devil comes at us pretty hard sometimes. Uh, also, not all temptations arise from diabolical influences. Um, for from original sin arises the weakness of our faculties. Uh, we can develop sinful habits without the devil's influence. The flesh and the world provide an abundance of temptations. Exorcists say that evil spirits cannot read our thoughts, but by observing our behavior, they can read our weaknesses. You know, uh, evil spirits, demons, are fallen angels. They have a keen intellect, superior to ours. Um, but they can't read our minds. But as this article says, they can, by observing, are so keen in their observation that they can read our weaknesses. Still, the devil tempts us to sin by s several means. And we're going to talk about some of those. Deception, accusation, doubt, Seduction and provocation. And this article uh, says that there are ways of disquieting us and arranging circumstances that will likely 
stir us to commit deadly sins of pride, greed, anger, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. The book is called The Devil You Don't Know by Father Louis Camelli, and it articulates four ordinary common means of diabolical temptation, deception, division, diversion, and discouragement. And they, the author of the article says, could also add distance, destruction, disobedience, and duplicity. Um, of course, the goal of temptation is for us to commit a sin. And if we sin, the responsibility is ours, not the devil's, because grace is always sufficient to avoid sin. That's one important uh, thing to remember, that we will always have sufficient grace to avoid the sin. But that's up to us. Now, there is such a thing as human weakness, obviously. Um, but we have the opportunity to resist and rebuke um, the tactics of, the, of, of temptation to avoid sin. And let me go over some of these with you because I thought they were very interesting. The first one um, is accusation. The devil is the accuser of Christians, and then they cite Revelations 12, 10. He bullies us by saying, you're, you're a loser, you're no good, you'll amount to nothing, look what you've done, you've ruined your marriage or your family, your career, you're a failure. You know, anytime, you know, of course, the, dem- the, the devil is the great tempter, and then when we give in to that temptation and sin, then he becomes the great accuser. An example they use here is that in marriages where maybe one of the spouses had an extramarital affair, the devil may cause the faithful spouse, accuse the faithful spouse by saying, you drove your spouse to have that affair. Or if a child turns to crime, the temptation may be, you failed as a parent. How many people today, and we get them, I tell you what, I've said it over and over, and it's true, for as long as I've been doing Catholic radio, and this is my 25th year of doing this, the most common prayer request we get and have gotten over these many years, please pray for my adult children who have left the faith. And a lot of these people say, believe that they failed. That's the reason their children left the faith. That's the, that's the temptation of the devil, accusing the parent. That's your fault they're not practicing the faith. And it's not true. St. Ignatius instructs us to bring temptation to the light of prayer, confession, or spiritual direction. That's the beauty of the sacrament. You know, and, and more and more people need to take advantage of the, of, the, of the beauty of that beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. I remember a dear friend of ours, Father Doherty, God rest his soul, he's been gone now for probably 15 years, but was a wonderful friend of our family, retired priest in our parish. And he would give, one of his homilies that he would give would be about going to confession. And he would say, there's nothing you can say that's going to surprise or shock me. I've heard it all. So don't be afraid. So accusation. Provocation. In the book of Job, there's an example of how through adversity, the devil tempted Job to give up, Job to give up, to despair completely. In this case, Job's wife is the mouthpiece of the evil one. Curse God and die, from Job 2, verse 9. 
in the family, we can provoke one another subtly or blatantly. A child can undermine parents' trust by uh, trying to provoke his siblings to go against uh, parental rules. Uh, one family member may entice another to use an illicit drug or view pornography or steal or lie. Television is often used um, to provoke rebellion against family and God. My goodness, look at what's on television these days if you can. I, I don't really watch a lot of anything other than uh, news broadcast or uh, EWTN or the Food Channel. <laughs> we used to watch that show Live PD, but they took it off. It was a great program. It really showed you what these law enforcement uh, men and women had to go through in the, their daily jobs in, in, uh, as, as police officers. And it, showed enor- it created enormous respect for them and what they do. And uh, A&E, the network that had them on, took it off when all this stuff started last uh, summer. I don't watch baseball this year, believe it or not. <laughs> I love watching baseball, but not this year. I, I couldn't. When they started bringing politics into it, I said, that's it. I'm done. Not this year. I'm out. You went to the stadium. You watch your game. There's two sides. You're either rooting for the home team or the visitor. Those are the opposing viewpoints and sides in any sports arena as far as I'm concerned. Everything else stays outside, my opinion. But Provocation. Turning one against, you know, the, 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 to do something that is going to create issues and problems. Another uh, tool of the devil, deception. You know, from the catechism, it states that the devil is a murderer from the beginning. Jesus said that, a liar, the father of lies. Satan is the deceiver of the whole world. Through him, sin and death entered the world by his definitive def- uh and by his definitive defeat, all creation will be freed from the corruption of sin and death. Demons deceive people with false promises. Think about Genesis 3.5. You will be like God. A diabolical tactic is the distortion of reality. Good is made to look bad, and bad is made to look good. True and false are inverted. Think about our society today. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's frightening if any person who is seeking authority, would, in whatever position that might be, any person who seeks a position of authority, who does not have a fear of the Lord, who doesn't know the difference between good and evil, who uh, believes in the inversion of truth, and then gets into position of power to propagate that. We're seeing a lot of that. And we're seeing a lot of this this year, especially in our political uh, season. In Scripture, St. Peter differentiates not so much between good and evil as between truth and falsehood. Peter emphasizes that Christ's disciples need to be established in truth to be protected from the devil, the father of all lies. Oh, you know, there's nothing worse for me than blatant deception to turn people's opinions about situations, individuals, apostolates, whatever it might be. 
the manipulation of truth. That certainly is not from God. Another tool the devil uses is doubt. Temptations to unbelief can include subtle to intense doubts about oneself, God, the church, and so forth. Faith, as we learn in Scripture, moves God's heart and provides provides a hedge of protection. Unbelief is a dangerous spiritual state that should be taken to prayer for healing. And sometimes the root of unbelief is a demonic lie. From Hebrews 3, Take care, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. Another tool the devil uses, oh, this one, (laughs) division. Division. From Matthew 12, 25, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste. No city or house divided against itself will stand. Demons persistently try to divide spouses, children, Extended families, colleagues, the church. Seeds of discord are sown across our lives. uh, Discern the source of the division in the family. Reward unity, not division. There is so much division in our country. There is so much division in our church that is driving people, uh, driving wedges through and between people, among people, setting up sides pitting one against the other. I once had someone say to me that if, if you're a friend of my enemy, you're no friend of mine. Hey, not my enemy. <laughs> there's, no, there's no animus between us here. I mean, that's division, that, and that's from the devil himself. Beware of preferring relationships with people who move you away from your family or away from God and the church. I'd remain close to family members who are opposite thinkers on politics, business, and religion. They understand that I love the church and, and, uh, and Jesus. We are connected through desire for one another's good by family ties and in times of joy and sorrows that knit us together. Love unifies. You know, we can be complete polar opposites of opinion, even politically, but we're still called to love the other person. You know, the threats that we hear today in our country about if this doesn't happen or if this person doesn't win or if you nominate this, we're going to burn the place down, we're going to set fires and, and loot and st- destroy and, and, and uh, uh, I mean, horrible stuff. I was, I'll tell you, I, I was watching... And this, I, I, what was I in 1968? I was, I was 14 years old in 1968. Many of you my age, older, may remember the presidential election of 1968 between Richard Nixon and Hubert Humphrey. 1968 was a horrible, it was a very violent year. There were the, you know, the, the, the riots at the uh, National Democratic Convention. There was the assassination of Martin Luther King, the assassination of Robert Kennedy. The Vietnam War was raging. It was a, and I remember all that. Richard Nixon and, and Hubert Humphrey are running against each other. Nixon, the, the, the Republican, uh, Humphrey, the Democrat. Very, very, very close election. And I, I still remember it. And I looked it up. I found it on YouTube. When, of course, Richard Nixon won by a very, very small margin. 
And I remember watching on TV and thinking, Hubert Humphrey came on, and he he thanked his his you know his team, his workers, his supporters, and he said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing it. I don't have the exact quote in front of me. It's on YouTube though. You can you can look it up. You can look up Hubert Humphrey's concession speech. And he said, but we have a president, a new president, and I'm going to do all that I can to support him. And I I remember thinking then when I was watching that, what a what a what a good sport. The guy just lost the election by such a small amount, but he's, he had class, and he said, I'm, we have a new president, and I'm going to support him. Compare that to what we hear now, 50 years later. Look it up. Check it out. Go to the YouTube you, and, 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 and search for Hubert Humphrey's concession speech. Very classy and very gentlemanly and, and uh, a very peaceful transition. Compared to what we see today, division today is just running rampant. But as this author says, love unifies. So even if we disagree with someone, we're still called to love and respect each other as both being children of God. But demons initiate or exacerbate divisions in families. He said, the author says, clear the air. Demons are spirits of the air. They hear what we speak. Custody of the tongue pays Big dividends in families. Purity of heart protects us from rash, harsh judgments. Then they talk about diversion. And quoting from Luke 21, 34, But take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of life. In some cases, we've noted how evil spirits have undermined the good of marriage and family by seduction into worldly pursuits. Workaholic, being a workaholic or being addicted to pornography, alcohol, etc., that interrupt a person's duty to the family. The, you have one of the spots we run here with Mother Angelica talks about someone being too generous. Remember, she said, if you listen to the spot, a man who you know has a family and he earns his his, his uh, weekly wage, and when he gets paid, he gives it all away to charity. And she says that's irresponsible. You have a responsibility to your family first. See, the evil one tries to thwart God's call, timing, or plan for families, knowing that good people won't be tempted to obvious evil. Evil spirits often tempt us to choose a lesser good or immediate gratification. Diabolical diversions may prevent us from fulfilling our missions to the detriment of loved ones. And I remember hearing Father Frank Pavone say that one time. Some, you know, God, or they read the devil. Um, knows he can't tempt good people to do bad things. People who are trying to live uh, a holy life, the devil has a tough time uh, tempting those individuals into doing bad things. But using diversion, the devil can tempt good people to do too much good. Now, what does that mean? It means, you know, someone who wants to be on the parish council, who wants to be uh, head of the lectors who wants to be involved in the parish work and then does charity work on the side at the local food bank. But the individual has a family and children and they're spending all their time somewhere else. That's not good. As a husband, wife, mother, father, your responsibility to your spouse and your children is, is, is first and foremost after God. And then the other things you do, if it takes you away from your family and you're spending more time doing other, on the outset and, and face value, good things, but you're, you're neglecting your responsibility as a father or as a 
mother, as a husband, as a wife, uh, doing those other good things, that's not good. That's diversion. The devil knows that. He has a tough time tempting good people to do bad things, but he'll tempt them to do too much good. All these ways, as I said, the devil has a super intellect. He's very smart. And, you know, uh, Pope Francis, and I think others have said as well, but I think Holy Father Pope Francis most recently said it, um, don't get into conversation with the devil. Because <laughs> he'll always outsmart you. Don't get into conversation with him. Get him out of there. And, you know, we have to now pray. And we're praying to our Blessed Mother. We know the devil hates her. We know that the devil fears her. As uh, St. Bridget of Sweden says, just by the mention of her name, he cowers. We now have to invoke Our Lady in a special way to protect our country from the diabolic that's out there. He's out there, and he's, he's using people. He's infiltrated our government. He's infiltrated domestic churches. He's, in, you know, so he's there. He's very active. We have to use the power that we have available to us in our prayer, in our rosaries. And I think um, the 24th, which is, what, Thursday? Uh, Father John Ricardo, uh, as you know, Father John, we've aired his programs here many times, uh, has called for a day of prayer and fasting for our country. We're going to start putting on the, um, the, the novena uh, to the Immaculate Conception beginning next Tuesday. We pray the rosary three or four times a day here now. So there's all great ways we can come together, and, and these temptations will come our way, but we have to fight them to be the good, holy people we're called to, to be. And you'll see the hand of God in all this. I promise you, we'll see, that, we'll see the hand of God in this if enough people come together and pray. Okay, I'm going to go tomorrow, Wednesday. I'll be here, God willing, uh, and uh, we'll have more. Okay, so uh, have a great rest of your night. Enjoy what you can of the rest of this beautiful day. And uh, thanks for being with me today. My name is Jim Manfredonia. God bless you, and God love you. Trust in me.